Welcome to the Hey, I'm Writing podcast, the place where we take a look behind the scenes of the publishing house and look at the messier side of things that people aren't usually talking about and taking a look at some really great author origin stories and getting tips and tricks that these amazing authors have learned along their journey. So we are checking out how your favorite books came to be. And we are preparing you in case you are trying to get into this industry as well. Now, in today's episode, we are talking all about what happens when you turn down a book contract. And this can be a terrifying thing. In fact, I bet most of you didn't even know that you could turn down a book contract. Don't you kind of feel like most people would take it no matter what? Well, today we're actually going to take a look at my personal story because I have turned down book contracts before. So we're going to take a look at what happened why I chose to turn them down, why it ended up being a really good decision for my business, and what it means for you if you're offered a book contract and you have to make a decision on whether or not you're going to accept it. So are you guys ready? Let's dive in. Episode four, we're talking all about what happens when you turn down a book contract. So let me set the stage for you a little bit. I have been in the publishing industry for over three years now, and I have learned so much in my time as an author. I can't even tell you how much I've learned. And one of the things that happened at the very beginning of my career was that I had written a book. I had not intended on doing anything with it. One of my friends discovered that I had been doing this secretly and forced me to be a little more open about it. And because I didn't know a ton about the industry, when I did my research, everything was saying, you need to query, you need to reach out to agents, and you need to reach out to publishers if you want to go with a smaller house, and you need to have someone do this for you. You can't do this yourself. Now, I have since learned that as an indie author, I make way, way, way more money than my traditionally published books, like a tremendous amount more, which is pretty dang nice. I love being indie, but I am technically hybrid. I do have traditional books out, and in the future, I may choose to actually give my book to a publishing house if the conditions are right. And so, Today, we're actually taking a look at why I turned down my book contracts and why that was so incredibly good for me. It was actually one of the best things that I could have done. So I had written a book. I had started to query. I had done some pitching contests, and I had really great feedback from people in the industry. I had agents who wanted to work with me. I had publishing houses that wanted to work with me, and I had multiple contracts offered to me that I ultimately turned down. Now, if you've heard my story before, you guys know that I queried for a little bit and then I got offered some book contracts and I ended up turning it down. And then for an entire year, I did nothing with my books before I finally found the right fit for my books. So I want you to keep that in mind because as we're talking about this, remember, I turned down book contracts and then it was a full year of nothing before my next book was signed. And so this is really important. I took a really long gap of time, but we're going to come back to that in just a minute. Let's backtrack because I had been offered book contracts. And when that happens, you want to make sure that you are doing your research. So when people first reached out to me and said, we would like to see your book, I sent them my query. So usually that's the first couple chapters of your book and that nice query letter that we all love to write so much. And they will read through it and then they'll request the full book if 
they want it. Now, at that point, it's really important to be doing your research. Start looking into the publishing company, start looking into the agent, start looking into whoever it happens to be, and figure out how they are at marketing, how they are at their job. Are they working with other authors in a good way? Are those people seeing success within this industry? If they are, great, keep moving forward. And if you're starting to see some red flags at this point, maybe don't send them your full manuscript. Now, there is one little caveat to that, and that is if someone else asks for your book and offers you a contract, you can then use that as leverage to the companies that you do want to work with. So that can be nice, but also it could potentially be a little bit on the dangerous side. So you have to make sure that you are really paying attention and you are doing your research when it comes to the agents and the publishers you're considering working with. So once they had asked for my full manuscripts, I started doing some research. And then when they came back to me and said they wanted to discuss a contract, then I had to do my real research. So I sat down and I hardcore looked at their website I looked at their social media. I looked at their authors. I looked at how well their author's books were doing. I looked at how they were marketing each individual book and each individual author within their company. I made sure that I knew what was going on. And I reached out to authors within that company to ask their questions, to ask their opinions, to get them to let me know if this is a good fit or a bad fit. Because a lot of times, Things might not be what they seem on the outside, and an insider can give you the real information. So at that point, I had contracts offered to me, and most companies, most agents, most publishers do want to speak to you before they offer you a contract. And this is only smart business. If they are not reaching out to you to have a conversation, that's a red flag right there. You need to make sure that whoever is going to be potentially signing you in a legal contract, has had a discussion with you. You want to make sure that you feel really comfortable with them. You feel like they're going to protect your work. You feel like they're going to go out of their way to market your work and make sure it gets seen and gets purchased and make sure everything is going to be good with that company. So if you haven't spoken to them and had a conversation or a meeting, please don't sign that contract. Don't ever sign a contract that you are not completely comfortable with. And that is where my thing came in. So I had been offered contracts and they had wanted to meet with me. So there was definitely one time that I jumped on a phone call with a publishing company that wanted to put my book out. It happened to be one of my favorite at the time publishing houses. Well, less about the publishing house, more that they had put out one of my favorite books. And so I was very excited that these people liked me. And I was very excited that my book was going to be alongside of my favorite book and I got on the phone call and the person actually answered her phone call. The meeting that she had scheduled with me that I had taken off a day of work for, she answered it while running on a treadmill. And then she badmouthed her husband and then she badmouthed her authors. And right there, there were all sorts of red flags. Now, much later, about a year later, it came out that some bad, shady things were happening at that publishing house. And I actually had friends at that house. And it, a lot of stuff went down with that. I was very, very grateful that I turned that down. But because I felt uncomfortable, because I had that conversation with this person, because I talked to some of the other people, because I talked to authors behind the scenes at multiple publishing houses and multiple agents that wanted to work with me, I knew what the inside of that looked like. And if there was any hesitation, I did not sign. And I did not sign book contracts. 
which sounds like a very scary thing because I didn't have a backup. And this is the part where everybody gets a little nervous because not signing without a backup means you don't know where you are. You don't know what's going on and you don't have a plan to move forward. So turning down a contract when you don't have another one lined up is terrifying. Turning down a contract because someone else is offering you a better contract, that's no big deal, right? Because you're getting a better contract. But if one company is talking to you about one book and you say no and you don't have anything else planned, that is scary. That's a very scary thing. Now, remember, I queried and I talked to multiple companies and I turned down contracts. And then a year later, I had still done nothing with my books. Literally nothing. I hadn't written. I hadn't worked on querying. I hadn't done anything until I found my new publishing house, which was actually a co-op. So it's self-published people who work together to look like a traditional publisher to kind of get around some of those biases within the industry from people who, like me back then, didn't know that it was just this weird stigma and there's actually nothing wrong with it. And it's actually somewhere where you can make way more money. So I turned down that book contract and then I had to go through the process of being fearful. I didn't know what was going to happen to my books. And I did start to question things. Well, should I have turned that down? Should I have taken it anyway, even though it seemed kind of weird, even though I wasn't fully comfortable with it, not really hearing anything from anybody else? Because I, when I did it, I had actually just sent my book to one or two people. I didn't query a whole bunch of people like most smart authors do. I just went with the big ones that I really wanted. And so I didn't have a plan. And and my thought process was just going through, what if I don't ever get an offer again? What if my book is never published? What if it never comes out? What if I've spent all this time writing this in vain for no reason? What if, what if, what if? And that fear just really is really something that controls a lot of what we think and say and do and how we react and the choices we make. Now, I could have signed that contract out of fear. That that one that I just told you about that ended up being a very bad situation and thank goodness I wasn't in it when the bad stuff went down. I could have said, I don't have anything else. I'm going to do this anyway because I know their books are well known. And it can't possibly be as bad as I think because all these other authors that I really respect and admire are with this company. And I could have overlooked things and I could have done it anyway. But because I didn't, because I protected my work, I was not involved in a very bad situation later on. And thank goodness for that. So the key here, your takeaway from this is that your work needs to be protected at all costs. Think about it. Think about some of these big name authors in the industry who have signed and then they've told people behind the scenes or maybe they've told their fans that the publisher made them change the end of their book and they hated it. Or maybe they signed for a movie deal or a TV deal and it just destroyed what they were doing in their book. People who sign out of fear or out of desperation usually end up regretting it and it usually ends up coming back to bite them. Now, I'm not saying that all of these situations were signed out of fear and desperation. Sometimes it just ends up being a bad fit. But doing anything because you feel like you may never get the opportunity again usually comes back to bite you. And it was a scary thing. And for an entire year, 
I did nothing. I wasn't even going to continue to pursue it. The new company came to me and said, this is what we're doing. We would like you to join us and really convinced me that it was a good thing. And because they did, I'm making really good money and I am a best-selling author and all sorts of fun, fabulous things. But it took an entire year after turning down these contracts. And that was a year where I could have lived in fear or I could have been just so heartbroken that it wasn't working and I didn't look and I didn't make choices in other directions and I didn't go do the things that I did to get me to where I was. And if I had signed, it would have ended up being a really bad situation because and I'm not going to go into too much detail with this, but a lot of really bad things were happening in that particular company. And so how do you know when to sign a contract and when not to sign a contract? We're going to chat about how to protect your manuscript and make sure you are finding the perfect fit for you that you can trust and move forward with. When we come back, we got a quick word that I think you guys are going to want to hear about. As an author, one of the most important things that we have in our arsenal to grow our brand and really sell our books is our newsletter. This is how we reach out to our fans. And when social media can sometimes occasionally fail and people can miss things, our readers who are on our newsletters never miss any of the amazing content that we send out. And I actually email my newsletter once a week and have so much content for them. I actually have to set some aside for the next week because I can't possibly put it all in a single email. But I know that getting people to sign up for an email newsletter is hard, especially when there's so many bad author newsletters out there. So one of the things that I do to be a little bit different, to be a little bit higher end, is use a really good sign-up page. And this is absolutely not the one that comes with my email service provider. Those are very basic, but they don't give information. It's not a good way to communicate with my fans what they're going to be getting, what they're going to be seeing, and what they're doing when they sign up for my newsletter. So the most important thing that I have in my arsenal to really grow my newsletter is a little program called Lead Pages. And Lead Pages is amazing. It basically lets you create your own one-page website to sign up for your newsletter and connects to whichever email service provider you have. So I create this gorgeous sign-up page. It's got images of my books on it, the things that I'm giving away for free. It allows me to add words so that I can clearly communicate that people are jumping into my newsletter and signing up for what I'm doing on my newsletter. And they get all this really cool stuff when they sign up and throughout all the newsletters that I'm sending to them. And I know that I couldn't have grown the way that I did so rapidly, so quickly, and so well without using lead pages. I've been using this program for years. I've recommended it to all of my students, both as an author and as a social media strategist, and people have just seen incredible growth when they jump into using lead pages. It's a drag and drop template. It's so easy to use, and you can actually integrate it with your email service provider and with your WordPress-based website. There are so many things you can do. I highly recommend it. And if you're interested, you can actually go to leadpages.heyimwriting.com and I can get you a 14-day free trial and maybe a little bit of advice on how to use this as well. So make sure you check it out, leadpages.heyimwriting.com for more. So if you are part of the querying world, if you are looking to work with a traditional publisher or an agent, 
you are going to need to do a couple of things and your research to make sure that you are protecting your manuscript. And remember, protecting your work is the most important thing here. If someone gets their hands on your manuscript and decides that you need to change things or you need to do things differently or that something isn't going to work, they can actually back up your book. It could take years for it to come out. If it comes out at all, maybe or maybe you won't get paid. You might not be able to get royalties because your book isn't selling because they didn't do something right. Maybe they're not great with their marketing or their covers or their blurbs or whatever it happens to be. I know so many people with small presses, medium presses, and even the biggest presses in the industry have issues with things not getting done or done properly. So you need to make sure you're taking care of your manuscript at all costs, even if it means pushing off your books, getting signed somewhere, because having a bad book contract is worse than having no book contract. Trust me, 100% of the time, having a bad contract is so much worse than having no contract. It is better to sit there and do nothing than to be locked into a legal agreement with somebody who is destroying your book, costing you sales, or hurting your reputation as an author. So make sure you're protecting your book at all costs, even if it means it takes a little bit longer to get your book out in the world. Okay, so let's talk about this. First step is to look for red flags. You need to be looking for signs that something is not right, something is not going well. Weird phone calls, that's a problem. No phone calls, that's a problem. Super long times between emails is a problem. Start looking for red flags, and then if you see any, it's time to back away slowly, but actually probably quickly. Back away, find somebody better. Next step is to do your research. You need to be looking into these people. Check their website. If it's a bad website, run. If their social media is non-existent or if it's not done well, if it's just a bunch of memes, if it's just a bunch of stuff thrown on there, if it's not about their books, if it's not marketing, if it's not social, and if people are not engaging on their social media, that is a huge red flag you need to leave. Run. Go away and find someone who is decent at marketing. You do need to check marketing. So what are these people doing for their authors? What are they working on to actually get the books out there? Are they getting them into book boxes? Are they getting them into interviews? Are they getting them on tour? What are they doing? What are they doing to market the books? And how is it distributed among their authors? Because we know no matter what company you work with, there will be favorites. And if you're not the favorite, you're going to suffer at that press. It doesn't matter what it is. So you need to be aware of what they're doing for their favorite person and what they're doing for their least favorite person. And if you're okay with the level of marketing and work that they are putting into the least popular person in their publishing house, okay, you can sign. But if you're not, you better think twice about this. And then you need to be doing things like checking book rankings. Go and find their authors, search them on Amazon and the other book buying platforms and see how they are ranking. If they're not doing well in their categories, they're probably not the best person to market your book. You need to make sure that these people are at the best part of their categories and they are ranking because if they're not, you're probably not either, which means people aren't going to see your book. People aren't going to buy your book. You're not going to make money and you're not going to get the popularity that you're looking for in order to launch future books. Now, another really important thing to do is to talk to current authors. So find out who works with them, go to their websites, get their emails, get their social medias, and start talking to them. It can be a scary thing to talk to authors at a company, and it can be scary to get their answers because a lot of times, if it's not a great situation, they're not going to be super forthright with that. 
because they don't want it to come back to hurt them. So you really have to make a good connection with them and make them feel comfortable enough to share it with you. And you have to make sure that you are the type of person who isn't going to be vocal about this. If somebody tells you something in confidence and you say something about it, people will not trust you again. So you have to make sure that they're comfortable enough to tell you how it really is. And make sure you don't stop at talking to one author. You need to talk to as many as possible because when you talk to a bunch of them, you're going to start to pick up little things and you're going to figure out maybe they are withholding just a little bit of information or they're being a little bit too nice about it. So talking to their current authors is incredibly important to get a feel for what that publishing house is like. Don't just talk to the people in charge. Talk to the people that they are working for. Now, the last tip I want to give you guys, because this is really important, is if you're offered a contract, you need to get a publishing lawyer. An agent is not good enough to read a contract. They might have familiarity with it. They might know the jargon, but they're not a lawyer. They can't legally speak about legal stuff. So you need to make sure you're getting a publishing lawyer to make sure that your contract is in your favor because a lot of times it is not. It's slanted toward the agent. It's slanted toward the publishing house. So you need to make sure that you're talking to a good publishing lawyer. And a lot of them actually do it on a sliding scale based on how much your advance is going to be. So some of you might be able to get it for free. I'm just saying. But you need to make sure you have a publishing lawyer look over it because this person can tell you if it's not in your favor, if there's bad terms, if they need to change anything. But they also have contact with these companies. They have seen a lot of these contracts. They have a lot of clients who work with these different companies and they can tell you if it's a bad thing. In fact, one of my publishing lawyers, when I brought her one of my contracts, she was the one who warned me. She said, I know that you've seen these red flags. I'm just going to reiterate that this is a bad choice. You should not sign this in my professional legal opinion. And thankfully, I listened to her and I listened to myself and the red flags that I saw and I didn't sign it. But a publishing lawyer is going to be really good because they can make sure things are not slanted away from your favor and that you are being taken care of within whichever house it happens to be. They might not be able to tell you details, but they can say, I do not recommend going with this company and I would trust them. I, seriously, if, if you're talking to a publishing lawyer, and you should be, and they say, don't do something, please don't do it. It's, it's for a reason. It's very important. You want to make sure that you do not mess that up. So yes, turning down a book contract is a terrifying, scary thing. It was awful doing it back when I did it. And I had so much confusion and so much fear and even some resentment because for a while I thought look at all these other people who are doing so great and it ended up they were not doing so great so listen to your gut look for those red flags and then trust professionals in the industry who tell you to do something or not to do something because these people have gone before you and they know more than you they really do so take the time figure out what you actually want Make sure it's a really good fit and protect your manuscript at all costs because the second you hand it away, it's out of your hands. You can't do anything about it. So whatever they want to do to your book, they now have the legal right to do and you cannot stop them. So protect your baby, take care of your manuscript, and if you're a little bit sad because you're turning down a book contract or you're worried or you're fearful that you're not going to get another one, reach out to me. I'll be there for you and reach out to other authors, reach out to other writers because they will be there to support you as well. Now, in the next 
episode, we're actually going to be talking with a dear friend of ours, Scarlett Cole, and we're going to be taking a look at her origin story. She's going to be telling us exactly how she got into the publishing industry and some lessons that she learned along the way. I think you guys are really going to like this episode, so make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you do not miss any of our episodes as we're taking a behind-the-scenes look at the parts of the publishing world that most people aren't talking about. And these really cool tips and tricks from authors who have been in the publishing industry and are thriving right now. We've got some great authors coming up as guests in future episodes. You guys do not want to miss these. I'm so excited for these. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy them as well. But if you have somebody you'd like to see on Hey, I'm Writing, go ahead and come on over to HeyImWriting.com and send me an email. Let me know who you would love to see on the show. And we drop brand new episodes every single Saturday, so you don't want to miss out. You can come join us for our live broadcast talk show, Young Adult Edition, every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Facebook.com slash Young Adult Edition, where we are talking to some of these amazing authors. We are letting you interact with them live in real time, ask your questions, get answers while we're on air, and we're talking about bookish topics, as well as breaking book world news and new releases for the week. So you guys do not want to miss out. Come on over to facebook.com slash Edition, and you can hit up the Young Adult Edition website, youngadultedition.com, for more bonuses, behind the scenes, fun things, extra videos, all sorts of fabulous stuff. Come hang out, heyimwriting.com and youngadultedition.com. I'm going to see you guys again in the next episode where we're talking to the fabulous Scarlett Cole all about how she joined the publishing industry. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm K.M. Robinson, author of about a million books and host of Hey, I'm Writing and Young Adult Edition. Until next time, have a great day and stay inspired. <laughs>